Welcome back to another episode of On the Bench with Beaks, where it is never off-season and hockey lasts all year round. This is episode number 70, and I am your host, Cody Beekman, and with me, as always, is Ross Mormeyer. What's up, guys? And today, we have quite the lovely guest. We've uh, been wanting to get her on the show for a little bit uh, here, so uh, without further ado, Aaron Miller. Aaron. Say hi, hi to guys. Everybody. How's hi. it going? <laughs> oh, hey, hi. Oh, it's so good to be here. It's it's just so good to have you here. <laughs> well, today we're gonna be talking. You know, we're gonna be talking about how you got into hockey, how you uh, how you've chosen to play co-head uh, with with the boys. With the boys. You've done a little bit of women's too, haven't you? I've actually been doing a lot of women's lately. Okay. Oh, okay. You have right. to get into that too. Ah, swings both ways. Okay. You're getting the full Monty with this episode. Uh, hey man, you, you're gonna you're gonna throw him right down the pipeline. I'm gonna take a swing at him. Every single time. God, it feels so good. Only 365 more days until next hockey season. <laughs> oh, God, that hurt a little bit, but I'm still all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, today, um, well, so you said you're in the laboratory in your big Boston family. We're going to talk a little Boston hockey real quick. Boston. It's Boston. We're going to talk some Boston. We're going to get into the bean pot a little bit. Yeah, I feel a little left out. Um, Ross and Beaks have... A Panthers jersey on both Panthers, and I have my my Neely jersey. Well, that's never something to be um, ashamed, ashamed of. of at all. Well, yeah, of course. But well, the last time we tried to do this, I did have a Bergeron jersey on, I believe. But um, yeah, well, nice little Ross over here got me a, a Sasha Barkoff reverse retro jersey. I mean, oh, it looks pretty fly on you. I feel very sexy. <laughs> Yes, queen. Yes, queen. <laughs> so, all right, enough lollygagging around. So, I mean, Boston, Boston, they've been making a little bit of waves in this offseason. Um, I mean, they lost uh, a couple guys like Sean Corrali, and, um, but they've picked up Nick Felino and um, lost Yaro Locke, but picked up Lino Olmark. Um, I want to, I just kind of want to get you guys' uh, Oh, and don't forget that they lost Krejci. Uh, to the he signed over with the uh, I think Czech Republic. Yeah, that's right. He uh, to yeah, pretty much uh, retiring from the NHL to go over play back in his own home country of Czech, which is I mean um, something similar that a lot of these guys do. Like Carl so- Soderberg just recently went back to Malmo. Um, so, um, and then they signed Taylor Hall for like a four-year deal that's pretty good looking i think it was four year for your six aav um thoughts opinions what about you there miller oh my gosh <laughs> well honestly i mean we talked about this earlier and i'm not totally caught up on the bruins on the off season and i know it's hockey all year round for you guys. Well, what do you think about Nick Foligno signing a pretty cool contract? Yeah, just even from all of that that we just mentioned. I'm pretty excited, honestly. Like, I, it, since, since, and, and I know this is going to sound really stupid, but since Char left, I've just been really, really sad about 
Yeah, I don't blame you. I mean, Char, Char was the face of the Boston Bruins for, what, 13 years or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, and um, Felino signing, hearing that, is super, super exciting. I think the boys definitely need that, and... Um, I don't know. I like I said, I'm pretty sad. I was pretty sad that Char left, and um, yeah, no, that's what the boys need for sure. What about you, Ross? Oh, what do you think oh, about you that? You put me mm-hmm. on the side, on the oh god, in the spotlight all day there long. You go, there you go. If I could talk, mumble mouth. But I mean, that's huge for Polino to come in, as you said, because I mean, he's not a high dollar guy. And he produces, so um, it's a huge hurt that they lost Krejci, because um, I mean he was good in the center. Oh yeah, he was very responsible centerman and a guy that you could actually depend on. The number um, two. Oh yeah, uh, with uh, the signing of Paul, I'm glad that they weren't as stupid as Buffalo to pay him one uh, one year ten million dollars. But yeah. they actually did something to where he's with a team that he likes and gels with really well. Oh, and that's the that's the biggest thing to me about the Taylor Hall signing is that that's exactly it. I mean, you've finally seen Taylor Hall actually fit in with the team really well. I mean, obviously he spent a lot of time in Edmonton, and uh, you know he probably had his best year in New Jersey, but it was just always like everywhere he went, it just seemed always so out of place. Yeah, well, and I know a lot of people like went out there on a limb and were just like, "Oh, he's a cancerous person." I mean, my dad was even one of them. He's a cancerous person in the locker room, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, he doesn't fit in with any of these teams. I mean, how can you be yourself, as Sean and I always say, and play your best game on the ice when you that. cannot even... You have no chemistry yeah, you with have, anybody. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that's always huge because I know chemistry going back to when I played competitive roller and stuff like that, that was huge in the locker room. Even, oh, yeah. even beer league. Like, yeah. if you don't have chemistry with your team, like, yeah. Even with a few of them, like, yeah, even your line mate, that you have it to have. You off. Yeah, it does because you don't know how to kind of like give and go off of them. Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, my, my first year back to beer league when I started started up again, um, I just pr- basically just got drafted to a team at the promenade, and it, it was just like, yeah, I'm playing hockey, and uh, it's great, but I, A, I, I don't talk to these guys very much. I, like, you know, uh, obviously throughout the season we would talk a little bit more, but it was just never a, uh, you know, camaraderie kind of ideal. And then the next year I, you know, signed on with the scouts, which, uh, Oh, pretty much all those guys I'd played with before and actually had a like a decent like friendship slash relationship with them so it was and it was just so much easier to play like that and uh, one big thing about Taylor Hall I think is that like so many teams have looked at him as like the be all end all of their woes you know their troubles and I, I just you uh, you a, you can't look at one guy no matter how no matter how uh, skilled he is or how, how well he can play hockey and say you're the be all end all so you need to come in right away and make a total difference in this franchise. Well and you can't put like a whole planet or a world on somebody's shoulders like that. No, absolutely. Like not. that's just crazy. Like you're you're going far beyond shooting for the stars with him. But I feel like I feel like people do that though. Like people are like, yep, this this is the guy that's gonna just turn everything around right away. Yeah. And it's like upon the pressure 
it's it's just too much. It's like, no, you can't, you can't assume that this person's going to just turn everything around. No, not at all. I mean, and you see that every year at the draft, like, oh, the, uh, we've got the first draft pick. This guy's going to change it all for us. And more times than not, like... They're not all a Connor McJesus, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, even Kako <laughs> Kako. I mean, he was, he, we were just excited. We were elated about him. Oh, yeah. Because he did a lot of dirt in the Finnish leagues. Like, you would watch a Finnish game and you'd hear his name about nine times out of ten because he's just moving the puck. He's in the right places and everything. Once he comes over to the Rangers, it's you don't often hear about him and or Jack Hughes or even Jack Hughes that's another good example too but it's just like oh my god where were these guys and like you know you're you're holding them up on that pedestal where's this now like yeah. you've got these mainstays of good players and stuff but are they gelling well with the team are they you know are you building a, that line around them yeah and it's well and the thing is with boston when he came over he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't being dependent on for the guy to save everything i mean they already have uh you know uh david pastanak uh solid bergeron and uh you know marshan which i love how marshan's grant uh, has uh, grown into his role uh, you know, he's he's done a lot of growing. I'm not going to lie. I mean, he still pisses people off, but, I mean, that's part of his game. Well, that's, yeah, we talked about that with Dougie. Like, yeah, yeah. that's part of his game. You got lo- you love him, but you hate him. I can't, I can't remember what player it was, but I remember them talking about him and saying he literally, like, he was talking to me on the ice about my kid just to get under my skin. Like, yeah. that's just his game. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, uh, um, my dad, my dad, and I will be the first one to say that I talk, I chirped, uh, dude. I was a little Tweety Bird out there. I was, I was a chirping man. Yeah. That is, that is what I did. I liked getting under people's skin, and I mean, that's the same way with Moshand. It's just so easy for him to do it. He's just such a polarizing figure on the ice, you know. And I mean, why would you want that to stop? No. Just stop kissing and licking people. That's just a little. It's too honestly far. his signature, though. I swear. All, well, I mean, everybody still. Like, I mean, memes, memes galore still. And that was like what four years ago. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Still mainstay in memes. I still pop, see it pop up in new stuff all the time. It's like, oh, that's cute. A crossover. <laughs> So I think I think where Taylor Hall really landed in Boston's lineup and just with Boston in general is a really good thing for both sides oh, in yeah. the very end. And I mean, uh, you know, Yaro Halak leaving uh, and then signing Lena Solmark. That's a pretty that's a trade up if you ask me. I mean. You're not going to be seeing Tuka Rask for a while. No, at the well, beginning of the season. And Halak, his days are days or seasons are numbered. And He's, of course, he ends up with the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. He he doesn't have very long in the league. I'm kind of glad that he's a decent backup now, but. I mean, you make your money. Get your paper. That's all I'm saying. And congrats to him. I mean, he's been in the league for so long, and I mean, he is a well-traveled Teddy. To say the least, but I mean, he's always found a way to find a home somewhere. Like and Craig Anderson, played, played pretty well. <laughs> well, yeah, Craigers. Uh, he's still playing too. Actually, he just got signed to Buffalo. Uh, yep. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't know that. That's probably the best thing that's happened to Buffalo in a minute. <laughs> 
And that's not even that good. No. It's <laughs> not even that good. <laughs> I mean, and uh, obviously free agency is not over. And I mean, we got a little bit here till training camp. So I'm sure we'll see more things coming out uh, across the league. But seeing as how you a Boston fan. Boston. I had to ask you about all the uh, all the things going on in the, uh, the bean pot. For all your listeners, I am also an abs fan. Um a lot of people say I can't be a Boston and an Avs fan. I'm the same way. That's too bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm a Ducks and an Avs fan. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, Boston and Colorado for me. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm slowly turning into Seattle Kraken fan. Dude, <laughs> I didn't get onto that with McNabbers, but the way that they did those jerseys and all the like little slick things that they put into them, like the needle on the shoulder patches and just yeah. I haven't really looked at them. I know that they're sick, but um, the only thing that I really really know is that Groove got <laughs> traded to the Kraken. Yeah, well, he signed a pretty solid uh, solid contract, which it they even denied. had to restructure yeah, because had- it was <laughs> illegal. But they have it restructured now, and Groove is officially a part of the Seattle Kraken. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, Jonas Don's quite one of my favorite kind of third liner guys. I, you know, we could talk about this all day, but I much would would have rather like seeing maybe a JT Confer go instead of Jonas Donskoy, but that's that's just me. Right? No, I mean. I think that was a bad. Well, I mean, it's either that or what they did, as McNabb pointed out, like what they did with Graves, so they didn't lose Graves. They got a good solid left winger. Yeah. But then they lost out on Don Scoy, which they should have gave up Jimothy Timothy. I love Jimothy Timothy, don't get me wrong. But Don Scoy's more of that solid, just he plays 60 minutes. Just a calming presence on the ice. Oh, yeah. Because you know when he has the puck, he can control the game. Well, no matter what, I mean, we all we all know in the expansion draft we're going to lose one player or the other, and it had to be someone, so we just got to look at it and move on, you know? Yeah. On Forch. On Forch. Anyways. Forchy. So, yeah, done with the Boston. Let's get on to Aaron Miller. Hello. Let's Hello. <laughs> Do you like the way I... Like, like the way I whip my hair in your face? Hey. Hey. Was it that, that, uh, what was it, the angles the from MySpace? MySpace? Movie? Yes, yes. Slow down, sailor. There's a lot of open water you need to cover tonight. <laughs> God, you I like wish it you when would I do, do that, that again. You like it when I do that? You like it when I do that? You like it when I touch you? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like when, uh, what is it, Tom DeLonge does Satan on their live, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom and Travis show. I prefer Yita. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Hello, kids. Hello, <laughs> kids. Oh, jeez. Oh, All right, Aaron Miller. Aaron, Aaron Miller. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's let's go back from the start. Um, you know what got you into hockey, and you know what what really kind of like grew grew the love of the game for you. So, um, my mom put me on skates when I was 18 months. Hell yeah. Yeah, 18 months old, and damn, damn. Daniel and I actually and I'm not trying to toot my own horn but I'm I'm a pretty decent skater um just so because toot, toot. 
God, I'm sorry I had to. I wish you could just. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I didn't. So my mom put my brother in hockey when he was five, and for all the listeners to. Um, Beaks used to play hockey with my brother on the scouts. On the scouts. That's how Beaks and I know each other. See. And um, so my mom put him in hockey when he was five, and then she started playing hockey as well when she put him in hockey. So um, she tried to put me into hockey when I was like seven or eight, and I. It's so funny too because I think back on it, and it's like I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And I remember when I was a kid and I was out there on the ice and I was sweating and I had never sweat like that before and I think that's why I hated it. I was like, what is this? Why am I dripping? Like, How is this coming out of my body right this now? This is gross. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, just, just, a, just a little uh, segue. I mean, yeah, playing hockey always had that different kind of sweat. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter if it's like a hot day or even if you go running or anything like that, no, playing it's, hockey always comes in there's a lot of people that are not gonna like that. Trigger, trigger <laughs> trigger. I, don't even, <laughs> I don't even like that word. I hate that word. But it's it's a very good uh, description of how it feels to play hockey. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and as a kid, I was like, this is not okay. So I didn't want to play anymore. And then when I was, when I turned 17, I don't know what, like, I, like a light flip, flipped inside of me and I was just like, I want to play hockey now. So it was a little too late then um, and a little too early for an adult league because I was 17. So she got me into a clinic and um, I remember specifically actually like the, I don't know, it was like the third third clinic that I, or like the session that I had, and I remember we were doing transitions. We were skating down, and they wanted us to go transition backwards, and I ooh, I tried to transition, and I remember just eating it, and I hit my head so hard, and when I got up and to the end of the rink, I almost threw up. Oh, oh my. I was like, oh my god, do I really want to do this? <laughs> So, but I kept it going, and then when I turned 18, I joined um, the Denver Women's League, um, Denver Women's Hockey League, and I played that for a couple seasons, and then, um, crazy enough, too, is I didn't even watch hockey around that time either, like, I, I don't know what happened, but... Um, I was just completely, just completely turned into a hockey nut when I, like, turned into an actual adult. But anyways, so I went on, um, I got a job doing swing shifts, so I actually ended up on a co-ed league, um, which I think you've had Dana and Christina on your show, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, episode 14, a couple that plays together stays together. Yeah, and um, I played with them on the Land Sharks for, without adding on to the years that I wasn't playing with them, 
I would say about maybe seven years, I want to say. Either six six or seven years on the land And that was at the promenade, and um, that was the co-ed league that I started on. So... Now, just going back to when you started the Women's League, I mean, um, you know, just kind of describe your thoughts and just like, you know, you're going in and actually playing, you know, after like after, you know, just going to clinics and stuff like how 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 big of a transition was that for you to actually like put a stick in your hand and actually start, uh, you know, going like playing. Um it was scary, honestly, just because I think it was better that I was playing with all women, though, to begin with, because if it was a co-ed league right off the bat, I, I don't, I'm not sure what I would do. But um, but it was exciting also at the same time. Um, the best part about the Denver Women's League in like that beginner um, uh, group is that they have coaches. Um Oh, so it's not just, like, a group of gals going out there and just, you know, yeah. playing pickup or, like, you know, games and stuff. Right. Um, the DWHL has, I think, the beginner and then, like, intermediate, and, the, and then they have the whack. I think that's called the whack. The whack? Yeah. Um... <laughs> I, I just, I'm, I'm injured. I, why? <laughs> I don't, I actually, I have no idea because I've never been on the whack, but my mom talks about it all the time. Um, oh, that's whack. <laughs> is she wacky for the whack then? <laughs> She's totally She's wacky. She's totally whacked whack. out. Yeah, so, um, but I think they just started playing again after, like, post COVID, obviously. Yeah, post COVID, obviously. But, um, yeah, so the coaching really helped super super helped and um i actually just saw my old coach on the league that i play on right now and i don't think she recognizes me but obviously it stuck with me so but um she's hilarious she was hilarious on the ice she was on the other team but yeah so it was exciting though to answer your question. Oh, yeah. Well, and then you're saying that they had a coach that kind of helped you to hone in and develop all of your skills. Yeah. Compared to, like, if you were to throw yourself into a co-ed league, there would have been nobody except for your teammates to do that. Like, And also you'd have people almost headhunting, in a sense. Right. Like, not to that extent. But, yeah, they kind of usually pick on the weaker in a sense, players and the ones that aren't as savvy. How do you think that kind of helped you with your skating and also just your hockey sense as well? It helped a lot just because I've seen people go into co-ed leagues not knowing what they're doing, and the team does have to help them. Um, It helped me huge to have a coach with positioning. Um, I always refer back to... Um, always be moving, which is one of the one of the things they always were yelling. Do you hear that, Matt Martinez? Always huh. be moving. <laughs> Never stop. And you know, actually, side note, <laughs> I've learned do not stop because just recently, I think this was about like a month and a half ago, I stopped, stopped in the middle of the freaking ice. And my own teammate railed me. Like, he had to have been, like, 6'1", and it 
fucking hurt. Like, I laid on the ice. It was a yard sale. I was just like, this sucks. Like, so never stop moving. Like, do I even get up now or do, am I just going to die here? <laughs> I, I, and, and I've got My gotta, gloves are in a different zip code right, right now. <laughs> sticks in Arizona. My, my freaking left gloves in Utah. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. But I mean, that, that is, that is like probably one of the best uh best kind of um advice you can get from anybody is yeah always be moving because i mean hockey is such an ever-changing game absolutely and everybody everybody is always looking for that next move or that next uh that next outlet pass and when you're when you're stopped looking somewhere else i mean even if you're still moving and looking somewhere else you can get to that puck so much so much quicker and actually make something out of maybe uh, a mispass or something, but yeah, I've I've also had that uh, pleasure of running into a couple of my old uh, my old teammates back when I first started. It was um, it was not pleasant. It's uh, brutal. Yeah, it's, it's so brutal. And there's just so much more shame in it too when you know it's your own uh, your own player. I mean, like why couldn't it been like oh somebody else on the other team to you yeah. know that was looking for a pass and I just still accidentally ran into him. Nope, it had to be my own player. I actually think the guy I and I didn't know him very well, but. Um, I don't know if he was shameful that he did it because he didn't even check on me when he did it. And then when we were on the bench, I mean, obviously we're in the middle of the game. It's fine. Whatever. I didn't really think anything of it. But on the bench, he comes up and he, sl- he like slaps me on the back. He's like, hey, man, sorry. And I was like... It's fine. Uh, I mean, that's fine. I think that that's like the hockey. Are you okay? You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the, the, you know, the good job is the ass slapping. You know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you gotta love that ass slapping. <laughs> I know I do. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> you just gotta pay extra for that. Uh, luckily, I had I had an ass of an Adonis, so it was uh, wow. uh, people were um, you know stuck to that like fly uh, flies on uh, flies on stink white on rice white on rice <laughs> <There we go. laughs> or flies on stink you, uh, you know choose choose your own pick path. your poison. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Oh, this is so fun somewhere. I love it. Uh, so, uh, so I mean, when you when you finally made the decision to you know switch to co-ed, well, what was probably the biggest like uh, the biggest fear, I guess, for the lack of a better word, or uh, a hesitation that you had to switching to like not only playing with women but also playing with guys as well? Well, so. I remember back to when, like, those first couple games, like, I started, and they wanted me to start in D, and I'm not, I'm not D. Like, I'm totally right wing, like. She's not down with the D. I'm kidding. I'm totally (laughs) kidding. (laughs) Beautiful face right there. Beautiful face. You're trying to hold it in so bad. Of course, of course, this is one of the ones that we don't, we're not filming. Awesome. But it was it was nerve wracking to say the least because I didn't have that support of a coach, um, and I was playing against men too, so I didn't know how this was gonna like go. And um, new teammates and all that stuff. Well, like I said, with Christina and Dina, they ended up being like family 
absolute family. And But that's the craziest part is that I took a chance and pushed it with a new team and co-ed and all that stuff. And I ended up working out really well. I mean, I like I said, I was with the team for six, seven years. And, right. you know, I've kept in touch with all of them for nine years, you know. So oh, yeah. it's crazy. But um, it was nerve-wracking, to say the least, for sure. <laughs> I think I think Ross and Beats had a moment just yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to say I something. I thought you so were going like, to say something too. So it's like, hey. I'm all ears, buddy. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, what do you think? Uh, you know, switch it. Uh, so, switch it to co-ed. How do you think it like pushed you along in your development? Like, well, where do you think you are as a player now, rather than if you may have stayed in just at, at the uh, women's league? Um, or do you see any difference? It's crazy because I thought for the longest time, I'm like, playing against men challenges me and, um, you know, I learn a lot more, but then I started playing on the women's league again just recently, just this year, and it's crazy to say, and I know a lot of a lot of people will disagree with me, but men and women are so different. They are so freaking different. I can't even begin to explain. I'm one of the few. Yes, they are 100%. Yeah. And it's so rewarding to play against just women just because it's they're on your level, oh, on yeah. my level. And um, each one has its pros and cons. Right. Um playing against men is more aggressive it's more competitive and it's more challenging especially as a woman um and I think it's definitely pushed me to push myself harder on the ice um but in the same sense playing against all women is also a little bit more funner for me just because they're on my level and it's it's a, it's a even match, if that makes any sense. Yeah, well, and even as you and I talked, like, in our side conversations and stuff like that, it's more of like a, you're, like, one with yourself at that point. Exactly. Like, you're gelling with a whole entire team of women. I mean, don't, yeah, get me wrong, the co-ed team that you were part of, yeah, you had some times, you made some friendships, but this is more on your level. Because right. everybody's there. Right. And not like not level as in like skill level, but yeah. I mean just like you know, um, I feel like the reason why you're you're there, and more just uh, more mentally, uh, is that is that right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it that's that's definitely all the pros. The cons is it's women. <laughs> <laughs> women get catty. I can't even begin to explain, and and don't get me wrong, like off the ice, it's totally fine. But like on the ice, it definitely can get chippy if it gets to that point. But um, 
But that goes with men, though, too. I can't, I can't say that it's not with men. Men get a little chippy, too. So. Uh, well, yeah, I can tell you that right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a, I'm a chippy kind of person. Definitely went on the ice, and I mean, you know, that whole male toxicity or you know the, uh, you know the male dominance ideal, and when, you know, a bunch of hormones start flying around, it's like, who's got the bigger dick, you know? And I mean, I think it's true. I mean, everybody's, you know, I mean, both genders have their have their ups and downs. I mean, sure. No one gender is better than the other. It's just, you know, it's. It, different thought processes and different things uh different things you know set set off anger or jealousy and stuff like that well and it's actually i just actually recently had an experience so i'm on my women's league and then um i played with do you guys know lisa worth yes lisa worth and her fiance now um they had a team your mom's team i played on your mom's team at big bear (laughs) oh sweet and um I played in your ma- on your mom's team. <laughs> the fuck did you just say? I'm kidding. <laughs> what? I play on your mom's team. <laughs> I play on your mom's team. It's all right. But, but I had so so I played a season at Big Bear, and um, it was one of actually the most. It was a terrible, terrible, awful experience. Um, with the refs and the team that we were against um and it was all male it was all an all-male team um they were all i think extremely inebriated um and that male toxicity you were talking about like it just came out in full force with this team they didn't and this is the saddest part their goalie didn't show up and they still won. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. So the goalie's just like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. I'm not going to show up. So, oh. yeah, yeah, and they still won. And this, I'll, I'll tell you that and and whole thing. Anyways, so um, they were getting chippy, and they were getting, like, and I'm not talking about just, like, a little push and a little shove here. They well, were yeah, getting, just, like, beer league stuff. They were getting physical, and, like... There was, I think, three women on our team. They were getting physical as hell with me, too. And, you know, at that point, I was just like, we're playing hockey. It's fine. If they want to, if they want to, you know, feel good about themselves, let them. Um, But then, you know, in their drunken stupors, um, our team started getting chippy back, and they started getting angry. And I was just like, wait. (laughs) How does that even work? So, like I said, pros and cons with co-ed and, you know, all female. Um, but great, great ending. So, they, you know, they won. Um, we tied it up. It was the last, like, five seconds of the game. I'm not even joking. The last, like, five seconds. And the goalie that we had, this was, like, his, like, third or fourth game. We did the face-off, the guy won the face-off on the other team, shot it the very last second, made the goal. Oh. Yeah. That was rough. It was awful. And then I, I did the uh, the jerking off sign to them, and the ref came up to me. He's like, you do that again, and I'm going to... 
what I, I can't even remember what the word is. It's like not challenge me, but like uh, pretty much like he was gonna throw me out of the. F- I was like, okay, all right, well that's just great. You should have just been like the Keem Peel episode where he's doing the the suck it motion. One, two, three, or. Oh God! It was Hingle McCringleberry or whatnot. Yeah. Oh wow. You know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> well, see, I don't get it so much. I mean, they're they're flying around like they're flying around getting hella chippy, and then you do a a, a, a motion at the end of the game. Yeah. And you're getting talked. That's just weird. Yeah, yeah. It was it was probably one of the worst experiences I've had in a hockey game, in a beer league hockey game. And I'm like, this is this is absolutely insanity. Like, and yeah, you're not playing for the fucking Stanley Cup, man. I know it's D League, D League guys, D League. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, but that comes with them being inebriated and I don't know I mean that. you can be inebriated but you gotta mind your P's and Q's to a sense you gotta keep yourself in check and just remember it's beer league yeah. also as well I mean that's that's their bad in a sense well I have a little bit of humility man I mean, yeah. we're, all, we're out here on the weekend just trying to play some hockey yeah you ain't on the well god help the Buffalo Sabres or anything like that but yeah no it's not like you're playing in the show you're right. here just in front of oh your girlfriend and maybe your kid yeah and a couple other girlfriends no, your or boys yeah even come because he says it's too boring yeah <laughs> That's, you get what I'm saying though it's like a handful of people there it's not like you're playing in front of you know ten thousand people get yeah. off your high horse yeah it's well you know like I said you know toxic traits traits usually tend to. Uh, you know, worm their way in when, you know, unfortunately both the genders are mixed. Right. I mean, no matter what, especially when alcohol is introduced as well, it's and when you're playing a game such as hockey where there's already, it's like a high tension sport anyways. It does spicy. It does get very spicy. (laughs) Spicy. Spicy. That's a spicy meatball. (laughs) (laughs) But now from going to the co-ed to now you're playing on your girls league. Mm -hmm. Like, how, like, I know that you, with the gelling and everything as we've talked about, like, have you enjoyed that, like, a ton more? Like, just have you learned more like I have like I've gotten better and for those obviously that don't know I'm almost two years sober I'll be two years sober next month congratulations on that for sure thank you I used to drink a lot and play hockey and the worst part about that whole thing was I never got better because I was so focused on getting drunk that um, it wasn't even about hockey anymore but since I started, um, you know, since I've been sober, um, and especially on the women's league, it's been nothing but like a good experience, especially because I can relate to these women so hard. And, um, there's this, um, what you call it? Aura. Yeah. Women uplifting women okay there you go yeah Yeah. you know what i mean oh yeah and um good advice and i've already made um 
you know, some good friends on my team. I'm on I'm on the Suicide Squad. We were talking about the movie <laughs> earlier <laughs> nice. off off the mic, but yeah. Um, Is Gun uh, your guys' coach as well? <laughs> totes, totes, Well, it's gonna be a great team. They're gonna love it. <laughs> but I I have I've learned a lot and. Like I said, you know, on that level to where I can actually, like, start pushing myself and learning things without being, like, that competitiveness, that pressure of competitiveness yeah. on me, where I can't even, like, skate with the puck. You know what I mean? Does the, that make yeah. sense? Well, you learn yourself better and how you react with the rubber on your stick and everything and your mannerisms in a self, right. in a sense. Right. But, yeah, no, you actually get to learn how you play yeah. the sport. Yeah, and that was the biggest thing. I would, like, I refuse to get back on a women's league until this year my mom was like I play on the same team as my mom and she's like let's let's join a league together since this new league is is starting and I was like okay I, I guess and it's been nothing but great so that's great to hear for sure so I mean if you were to give any you know advice to someone who is looking at playing a co-ed you know a league what would you what female would you, uh, female male either either way like just starting just starting yeah. to or, play hockey well, or I mean, yeah you know maybe played for a little bit but are thinking of like kind of how you did it um well and it's crazy because how I did it I just signed up for the promenade and they literally like Graham put me as a free agent and <laughs> It was nerve-wracking because I think it was the day before, and I don't mean to scare anybody, but it was like the day before League was supposed to start, and I still wasn't put on a team. Um, The biggest thing is definitely, like, find out where you're going to be because scrambling for a team is not fun. Um, It worked out, obviously, in the end because the Land Sharks were great. Um... But I would expect anybody that wants to be on, like, a sort of co-ed league, there are so many different types of people that are in co-ed leagues between women and men and all skills. Like, um, and it's fun. It's fun to get to meet all types of people from all walks of life yeah yeah yeah. and especially through an awesome sport like hockey yeah hell yeah well and i don't want to deter people especially like women to join a co-ed league because um i was saying um i've learned more on a women's league or whatever um there's opportunities to learn on a co-ed league um I think my biggest thing, like I said before, the drinking was more important to me than anything, and that was that was my co-ed experience at the end, at least. Um, so I don't want to deter anybody to like join a co-ed league, especially if you're a woman. Um, there's definitely opportunity for challenging yourself and learning more about how you play um, around men. Oh, yeah, because you've got guys that have been in, like, juniors and stuff like that on some of those teams, and even up in, like, the QCHL or whatever that, whatever syllables that you want to put in front. Because, what is it, Uh, Keats' buddy, uh, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's played up in the upper leagues and stuff like that. 
So, I mean, you're playing with guys like that that have knowledge and experience and that, ex- like, pass that down to you. Right. And that's depending on how you take it as well. Well, and it's actually, it's really funny you say that because the Big Bear League that I was on, um, there was a team that we played against that um, I think the two women, I think they were on Team USA or something like that. Like, they were oh shit, freaking stupid good like they they intimidated the friggin crap out of me like watching them puck handle was mind-blowing um but even then though too those women as good as they were um they still held back because they knew what level they were in if that makes any sense and that's just respect you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but they still you know you could definitely still they they would skate circles around me (laughs) (laughs) as you whisper under your breath the mic still caught it i'm kidding it's It's like alex petrangelo (laughs) oh no Well, damn, Erin, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us. No, man. I appreciate so, you It's guys. been so much fun. And uh, you have a YouTube channel, don't you? That you wanna, do you want to plug that before we unplug ourselves? I do. I haven't been on it for a while. So oh. it's, been, it's been a while, but it's a reaction YouTube channel. Um, Semi Charmer, S-E-M-I-C-H-A-R-M-E-R. Um... I've actually gotten some pretty good traction on my YouTube channel. If you guys want to go check it out, um, I have a few times. Yeah, um, I excellent re- third eye blind reference, by the way. Semi charmer. Yeah. I actually made that YouTube when I was like 15 years old. Oh, so she. There's a video on there that of me crawling through a doggy door, and it has like 75,000 views. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> not even reviewing a music video people I can't she's wait. crawling through a dog door a god dang dog, dog door dog dang dog no, door I can't even say that well I'll tell you what man I, I've, I always have fun talking to you and, I, and it's it's so I'm so stoked that we finally got you onto the podcast too yeah thank you for having me on here for yeah. sure and, and you can always check out her uh, jerseys on the bench video on our YouTube oh, yeah. as well oh my god I forgot That's I even made that oh yeah I was exhausted in that video too so I apologize if I look like crap ah uh, you did a great job we all loved it um so yeah if you want to send any shout outs or anything before before we uh, head out shout out to mom <laughs> love you mom oh yeah what about you there Russ um I mean to all the people listening in Aaron's mom um, <laughs> um yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um I mean yeah um definitely Stout Street uh for sure again and uh what is it uh My Beer Nation Dog Nation all of our listeners I actually do want to give a shout out like a very serious shout out um the Land Sharks one of the Land Sharks um players passed away a few months ago and I definitely want to give a shout out to Chris Deeds for sure number 75 baby yeah yeah I definitely wanted to remember him on the podcast for sure absolutely man we love it um, but yeah anybody that's inspired us to do this thing so yeah and I gotta say thank you to Aaron 
As usual. As always. Thank per you, guys. <laughs> Freaking love you guys. Oh. <laughs> this gets oh, me all just Twitter page in the morning side. I'm like, Lord. inside my <laughs> I feel uh, like a Cadbury egg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, just said uh, thank you to all our listeners. Thank you to our monthly supporters: Todd Sawatsky, Todd Sawatsky, Brooke McAllister, Lexi Schilling, um, Nicole Vale, and uh, Vivian Smith. Uh, without you guys, we can't do cooler, better shit. So that's awesome. Thank you so much, and. Um, like uh, Simi Charmer on YouTube. Thank you. And like and subscribe on the Bedroom Beaks at uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, <laughs> you can always stream our episodes on um, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Castbox, Breaker, Podbean, Verbal, and Pocket Cast. And YouTube when you feel like it. And YouTube when I feel like it. <laughs> hey, hey, Aaron. One one last question. Who do you think's gonna moist the Stanley Cup this year? I'm thinking <laughs> Calgary. Who's <laughs> gonna moist? <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time, uh, we'll see you back here again on the bench here soon. So until then, uh, V Horsh. I'll be Zen. Bye, guys. Try the damn thing, see what happens.